What is up, my pedigree chums, uh, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, not average, as the case may be. Um, so today, we, I feel like I've been going on about Arsenal so much recently, but you know what can I say? The exciting games keep coming up, so it's Arsenal Spurs again, like another North London derby uh, tonight. Um, I don't know whether I would go as far as to say this is the big one because it's the Carabao Cup. Um, which is like the least important of all tro- trophies. Um, we're having a bit of a injury crisis at the moment, so pff, who knows? I- I'm not convinced it's going to be something that uh, will be getting taken too seriously by uh, by Arsenal. Um, well, you know that remains to be seen. Of course, um, I hope that we win, um, but at the same time, I also hope that he like looks at the coming fixtures, the injuries and the importance of the competition and fills a team uh, with that in mind. And if they manage to win, great. Uh, I mean, I've been watching, I watched a bit of uh, AFTV um, and read some stuff and people were going, oh yeah, we need to win this game, blah, blah, blah. We need to put them back in their place. It's like, I understand it's Spurs. I dislike Spurs a lot myself. But I mean, really... Uh, look at the bigger picture. I think getting top four is significantly more important to us than the Carabao Cup. Uh, even more important than bragging rights against Spurs, even though you could point out that a couple of weeks ago in the actual competition that we're actually concerned about, we spanked them 4-2. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting one. Obviously, I'm going to watch it because it's a Spurs-Arsenal game and that's what we do. But um, uh, I'm not that fussed about the uh, the outcome. Um Obviously, I'd like us to win, as I said, but at the same time, pff, it's not the end of the world either way. Um, so I don't want to labour the uh, the sports side of things, so we'll, we'll just wrap that up there and it'll be nice and quick. And uh, we'll move on to technology. So uh, that, as far as I'm concerned, there hasn't been that many super mega exciting things happening in technology this week. Um, certainly nothing that's really stuck in my brain anyway. Um when I'm doing this podcast, I tend to write down a list of um, things I want to talk about um, and then just kind of go on about them. Um, I do that over the course of the week, and realistically, I just didn't have that much uh, this week to talk about uh, in terms of exciting technology news. But there's still there's some little nuggets that which I'm sure we can derive some interesting conversation from. Um, one that just literally I found a few minutes ago was that there's some people in America, they're suing Apple um, over their screens on the uh, the OLED screens on the iPhone X, XS and XS Max, um, basically because they're saying that they lied in their marketing materials about a couple of aspects. So one of which being the resolution of the screen uh, and the other being the size of the screens. Um so, realistically, um, I, I can't, when I see things like this, I can't help but feel that it's someone just looking for a reason to have a lawsuit against Apple rather than someone actually getting a product and then being annoyed by the product that they got hold of. Um, you know, I've got an iPhone X. Um, I also really enjoy high resolution displays. Um, but the fact that there's marginally less pixels than claimed because of the notch and the rounded corners and the uh, the fact that it's got a pentile 
display, which basically means it, it, it comes down to the way that the pixels and the colors and everything like that work. So basically, um, this, the screens in iPhones are made by, um, Samsung. I believe they're all made by Samsung, but potentially some are LG. Either way, they're not made by Apple. Uh, and they have like a, the, the technology involved in them uses green pixels, like sub pixels. Um, whereby they're, they're kind of shared, um, rather than being like red, green, and blue, as you might get in a LCD screen, they're, they're, they're not arranged in the same fashion, but they still obviously produce colors and blah, blah, blah. Um, and because of this layout, the actual, the actual pixels, pixels in the screens do not actually equate to the exact resolution as claimed by Apple. Uh, but it's only the, it's only the green ones, I think, that, that there's, a, a, a uh, trying to think of the right word, an anomaly with, uh, uh, just to make things brighter or something along those lines. Um, I'll be honest, uh, you know, I kind of understand how OLED screens work, but uh, I, when we get into the sub-pixel um, levels, I can't say that um, I have a huge depth of knowledge to hand, but the reality is, is that someone has obviously found this, it's counter to the marketing, and they've decided to have a lawsuit about it. Um, and then they're obviously complaining about the, 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 um, the size of the screens. Now, as far as I could tell from what I read, the size discrepancy comes from having the, the round corners. Um, obviously, if you made them square, uh, the screen square and then went from corner to corner diagonally, which is how you measure a screen size. It's the size that Apple claims, but because obviously they're rounded off, that distance is shortened by a, by a certain amount. Um, obviously, as well, having the notch in there for all the um, the face ID and stuff like that means that the uh, the the pixel count is less. Also, so I mean, I. I you know, I think there's things you could go after Apple for and say, you know, this is unreasonable, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, for example, um, I think there's a reasonable uh, case for being able to jailbreak your phone, or at least if you do jailbreak your phone, that you're not doing something wrong, whatever, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think that this is kind of... I mean, it's technically correct, right? And I often say uh, technically correct is the best kind of correct, but... The reality is, is I don't think anyone got a iPhone, looked at the screen and was like, Oh my God, the amount of pixels here is not as advertised. I mean, and if they did, then they must be strange people with strange priorities in their life. I wish I had enough time in my life to worry about that, the missing pixels from the corners of my iPhone. Um, and also particularly to care about the, the sub pixel arrangement of green pixels or sub pixels in my, in my phone display. Um, but, you know, at the same time, um, if, if you're claiming something and, you know, surely the easiest way out of that is just to refund those people the devices that they bought. Like, you know, okay, we made a claim based on this. It differs to your expectation. You're complaining. Um, let's just get out of this situation and you can do what you want. Uh, <laughs> go buy a Samsung with the same technology in their screen whatever um i just uh, i feel like it's just someone trying to stir up trouble and get some money out of apple basically uh probably assuming that they'll just pay these people to, to go away um rather than actually get embroiled in a in a legal fight but i kind of feel like maybe that's a uh, a thing that 
Apple's not going to play ball on because if they did that, then everyone would be trying to find little things like that to take them to court for. I don't know. I'm sure that Apple's legal team is never shy of a bit of work. Um, so anyway, uh, another thing that I saw, um, I actually shared it on Facebook um, a couple of days ago. And it seems to have like grown some uh, some traction since then. Is uh, Mark Robar, who's a former NASA engineer, made a um, YouTube video where he he basically talks about the fact that he had some packages stolen um, off the front porch of his house. Um, by, you know, Amazon packages or whatever they were, um, just by passers-by, basically. And he had them, like, caught on CCTV and ring and all that sort of stuff. Um, and basically the cops were like, well, yeah, we can't really do anything much about that. Um, so, like, like any good engineer would do, he decided to take matters into his own hands uh, in a kind of humorous fashion rather than a, a um, sort of, a, what is it called when you take the law into your Vigilante. Um, fashion. So he, him and a, a friend created this 3D printed um, device in which you could put uh, four mobile phones, I think it was four or three mobile phones. Um, it had a little spinny thing in the top that whizzes out really fine glitter and then it also every 30 seconds presses like a, a can of fart gas to release a pretty unpleasant smell. The idea being obviously that someone steals the box, uh, they open it the phones can see what's going on, stream that information to the cloud or whatever, and uh, and also whiz glitter everywhere, so you get to punish these people for stealing your package. And then, obviously, it, the idea of the, the bad smell is to make them dispose of it, like chuck it away, um, or get it out of their house, whatever they're going to do. Um, so, same fairness, like, they thought it through, and, and it was pretty well-engineered, like, the... Uh, it had little like limit switches and um, the the way the phones were arranged uh, so you could see all around the package and you know and they made it look like a um, I think it was a an Apple what are they called the speakers is it an Apple Home um, anyway it looked like that um, and sure enough he had video of people stealing it it was it was quite hilarious I kind of feel like he blurred out the faces of these people but I don't know if they deserve to have their faces blurred out it's like don't steal someone's belongings off their driveway. Um, but anyway, it works perfectly. It whizzed this glitter all over people's stuff. And it's so funny to hear people complain about glitter being fuzzed all over their cars or whatever when they've stolen someone's like belongings. It's like, you can't complain. You did that to yourself. Unlucky. But anyway, that is a, uh, a highly worthwhile watching video and I might link to it in the description. I don't really know how that's, how that works in the, uh, in a podcast description, but I might put it there anyway and we'll see how that works. If not, uh, search Mark Rober on uh, YouTube and, uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. It's got a, uh, a, a thumbnail of like a glitter explosion whizzing out the top of this box, uh, which looks pretty good. Um, so next up, following on from one of the things we talked about in one of the other, um, uh, podcasts is that apparently, um, trying to remember the actual publication uh the intercept i believe it was um were reporting that google has shut down project dragonfly which to the uninitiated is uh basically google's like beta software or in-house software that would uh developing to see what a search engine which complied with the chinese government's requirements would look like um i don't know if you saw the uh the 
Sundar Pachaya getting taken in front of Congress and them asking ridiculous questions. Uh, but some of it was around this product, uh, Project Dragonfly, which was to do with China. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit cringe, but uh, nonetheless, obviously, public opinion and so on and so forth has put the weight upon Google, and they've decided to shut that down allegedly. Um, which, to be fair, you know, I, I think Google is making enough money as it is; they probably don't need the negative PR of uh, being seen to be a shill for the Chinese government. Um, I think in the in the previous podcast, I kind of said that I didn't really have an issue with them exploring that avenue. I mean, it's you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I can see I can see both sides of the argument. Um, in terms of you don't want to like uh, go back on your principles to appease a government, but at the same time, you you could potentially uh, provide a service to to. What what is, what what is China's population these days? Like 1.6 billion people or whatever it is. Um, a large amount of people could benefit from your presence in that market. Um, and obviously you'd make money, which as a business, that's what you're trying to achieve, right? Um, but anyway, I, I don't think any tears will be shed over that in terms of, uh, like normal people. Um, I'm sure maybe some Google engineers who've spent ages working on it will probably feel slightly different than that, but certainly the, I think the public at large will probably just be like, yeah, fair enough. That's, that's all good. Um, <clears throat> and I guess, uh, finally, I think we're going to be, a, we're going to be a bit short today because as I said earlier, there hasn't been a huge amount of exciting things to talk about. But, um, finally, uh, is this whole, people suing Fortnite or Epic Games over the uh, dance moves that they've got in there. Now, I don't play Fortnite, so I can't really tell you how critical to the game these dance moves and stuff are, but, um, you know, I've seen the videos of, like, the little Fortnite characters dancing next to Carlton Banks. Um, I forget what the guy's actual name is. How 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 bad is that? I was only only watching him earlier on talking on the, uh, on the internet about it, but... Um, yeah, he, that, that's probably one of the best known instances, but there's a whole bunch of other, um, uh, people who've got dance moves and signature dance moves that have been put into the game. And, um, these people are, uh, are talking about suing or are suing Fortnite or Epic Games, I should say, for using these dance moves. Uh, even though quite hilariously, Colton, I'm gonna to have to call him Carlton because I can't remember his actual name. Uh, he's he. <laughs> there's a video of him saying that he stole uh, the dance moves off of Courtney Cox. Um, in I think it's a Bruce Springsteen video. Um, he stole her dance moves and someone else's and kind of mixed it together. So, you know, I, I failed to get that excited about it. And I mean, if if you can, if you can copyright a dance move like what if someone does that dance move in a nightclub is that the same as public broadcast of a song the copyrighted song uh, you know i don't know i i find it a bit strange that you could copyright a movement of your body or as, indeed as it is in a computer game a simulated movement of your body um i i kind of feel like it might have just been a better idea for them to um, and maybe they're trying to angle, you know, maybe they're trying to get some leverage to get involved and get some publicity out of it and blah, blah, blah. You know, if I was them, I would probably be looking at going at it from that point of view. Like, can I somehow get involved in this whole thing that's taking off and being big and get some publicity and, you know, get some real 
work out of this rather than trying to see someone have some success and suddenly you know fair enough they probably should have asked or even talked to them about it first I'm you know I would be surprised if they didn't consult lawyers before they did it um so you know you got to imagine that they're feeling pretty confident about their legal standing on the on that issue but um even if they haven't like I I as someone who has often busted out some amazing dance moves but never to the point where I would describe myself as having a signature dance move um I don't know I I find it quite hard to get excited about uh, or upset about the fact that they've put some dance moves into a computer game Um, you know oh yeah this company is profiting off of stuff that I did right Um, Facebook is profiting off of people's data you know Uh, I, I, it's just one of those things like people if this game had been an absolute failure no one would have known <laughs> so basically these people who are moaning about Fortnite profiting off of their work they now want to profit off of Fortnite's work because realistically this game this dance thing is not integral to the game it's like a nice little easter egg uh, as far as I'm aware um, that, that people get now I could be wrong I don't play Fortnite. Uh, I tried to get involved in the whole, um, uh, what, even trying to remember the genre of game that they are, not capture the flag. Um, uh, it's the ones where it's like last man standing um, kind of thing. Uh, I, I got involved with PUBG, but now every time I try and play PUBG, it needs like a five gig download and I just can't be bothered waiting for it. Um, so I let it download and then next time I go to play it it needs another one so I never play it and also I was playing with my friend who had an Xbox One X uh, and he could see people before I could see people so I was at a distinct disadvantage which didn't exactly make me super excited uh, to just basically keep getting spanked by people with a better Xbox than me Um, so yeah I kind of haven't played that very much Um, but it is what it is I'm sure that I'm sure that this will get sorted out and it'll probably involve lawyers getting rich rather than anyone else because that seems to be what happens. But anyway, um, we'll have to see what happens with regards to the podcast next week because it's going to be Christmas um, and I don't know whether I'm going to be at home or where I'm going to be, so uh, recording might be difficult. But as soon as I get a chance, I'll make sure I get something up and I'll, ke- I'll keep an eye out for any exciting Christmas news. I'm sure that we'll have the usual things where people hack PlayStation Network or Xbox Live and various random things happen at Christmas time whilst kids are off school and have plenty of time to start trying to hack things and so on and so forth. Um, but anyway, uh, if you want to leave me a message... Uh, but leave me a message that seems weird if you want to tweet me then you can do so at uh, Charles Gregg so C-H-A-R-L-E-S-G-R-E-I-G send me a tweet uh, let me know whether you think my podcast sucks or whether you whether you like it what you want to hear me talk about all that sort of stuff uh, I'm quite happy to get feedback and try and make some changes to appease the listening public, so to speak, which there has actually been some listening public. I mean, I don't know how many people are actually listening past like the first five minutes or not even that long, but um, certainly some people are downloading the podcast, so that's good. Uh, I, not, I always mention this last to try and make it so that people don't 
um, message if they haven't listened to the whole thing. So hopefully, anyway, we'll get, we'll, eventually I'll get the success of having someone tweet me a message about the podcast. So far it hasn't happened. Maybe it will do in the future. Anyway, with that, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if I don't speak to you before then. And I uh, hope you get what you wanted from Father Christmas. Take it easy.